But at the end of the day, as long as we're happy with ourselves and the person that we currently are, that's more than enough. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's your host, Eileen. Today's episode is a treat because I am interviewing YouTuber Rowena Tsai. I know a lot of you are huge fans of Rowena's videos. She makes videos on self-care and productivity, and I just can't wait for you to hear this conversation because we get deep, we talk about everything. So a lot of you may not know that Rowena and I both went to USC. We both studied business. So although in college, I didn't really know her, we did get connected briefly outside of college, like after Afterward because we have mutual friends and she contacted me asking for advice on how to start a YouTube channel. So I actually gave her advice on how to start her YouTube channel back then and now it's just so cool to see how she's grown and I just love that there are more voices talking about self-care, self-love, all of these important meaningful concepts that I am passionate about and back then I felt like I was the only one that was interested in these topics but now I realize there are so many more of you out there who are on the same wavelength. So let me just intro Rowena Tai. Juggling between her own channel and Beauty Within, a beauty and lifestyle channel, Rowena works too much and is constantly getting her life together. As a huge advocate of self-care as the foundation for being productive, as well as mentally, physically, and spiritually sane, she believes she could take her own advice more often. By the way, make sure you listen to the entire episode because at the end of our interview, I ask Rowena to ask me questions. So for the first time, we kind of flip the script and it's an interview on me and it's really fun. So I hope you enjoy this one. Hi Rowena, welcome to the Lavender Lifestyle. Hi Eileen, thanks so much for having me. I know, I'm so excited to talk to you and I know a lot of our listeners love you so much because we posted in our mm-hmm. Facebook group that I'm having you on and people were like, oh my god, tell her she's amazing and I love her and they, ha- they have a lot of questions for you that I will ask okay. you later. But I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, first off, let's talk about your story. How did you become so passionate about self-care and productivity and how did you get here? All right. So I feel like when I was younger, I think for most of us, when we're in high school and college, very lost, I felt very alone. I didn't really know what my purpose was. I didn't know why I existed. And I think that made me really unhappy. I probably was depressed. I had really bad anxiety to the point where I won't be able to fall asleep a lot of nights until like three or 4 Mm a.m. And I think it was being so low. I really tried asking myself, like, is there a way that I can come out of this? And if I could, like, how can I do that? Or what would that look like? Or, you know, I think because it was like lacking meaning. So the opposite of that is Mm -hmm. like, okay, could I, can I find a meaning? What would it mean for me to live a meaningful and fulfilling life? And I think this was like the first push for me to, you know, like, okay, I'm sick and tired of being sad. I'm sick and tired of being so down. I want to see if I can like proactively do something in my life to get me out of this like really dark place. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of like the first foray into self-care, productivity, 
um, working on myself and I started diving into a lot of self-help books mm-hmm. um, and I yeah. feel like we share a lot of favorites and recommendations in general for these books and I think that was what really opened my eyes up to like whoa there's this whole new world out there where people spend their lives talking about this where so many people are so passionate about working on themselves bettering themselves and I think because I was able to pull myself out of a very you know lonely unhappy cold place I felt it was my responsibility to Mm -hmm. share that with the world and I'm sure you can relate (laughs) oh yeah totally let's rewind to like the low place that you were can you share a little bit more about that Mm -hmm. and then when did you start reflecting and discovering all these new topics you said high school yeah so So what was going on at that time uh, high school was such a it's like a bag of cats I was so different (laughs) then than I am now so in high school I started hanging out with my brother's friends who are two years older And then they were like partying, drinking, going to raves. Like I wanted to be cool and I wanted to fit in. So like I started doing those things too. And that really kind of separated me from my Mm -hmm. own classmates and my group of friends. That first separation was when I kind of realized like, okay, the pursuit of, you know, being popular and like wanting to fit in. And, you know, even if you do reach a degree or a level of, I guess, like quote unquote popularity, it can still feel like it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. anything really. And I think that was like my first very like unhappy, possibly like depressed episode where like I would not eat for periods of time and like my, I would lose a lot of weight and then I would gain a lot of weight and I'd be really unhappy that I gained weight and then I want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I think like that whole thing lasted up until the end of junior year and it was senior year, the beginning of senior year, my brother passed away. My older brother passed away and that was what I think like another reason that really shook my core and made me realize like okay you need to wake up like you can't keep feeling yeah. this down and this low all the time because you're the only kid your parents have now so be strong do better like you know be someone who your brother would be proud of you to be and and like Mm -hmm. stop feeling Mm -hmm. so sad and stop living in your head so much. Yeah. And I think that's like amazing that you like stepped up to the plate and you had to become strong after that. And I I can see it through like the stuff that you create on your channel. And (laughs) yeah, totally. So let's talk about the first steps to get yourself out of that place. Because I know our listeners can relate to being depressed or losing someone they truly Mm -hmm. loved. What were the things that truly helped turn your life around? I can't really, so for something for my brother, I can't really pinpoint exactly what happened. I think like it happened so fast that I just Mm. defaulted to knowing, you know, I just need to step up and like stop being a baby and, you know, start doing things the right way. But I think with most things, with self-care, with working on yourself and with these feelings, like these negative feelings, I think the first step really is awareness, like knowing like, okay, I'm not feeling the best. And starting from there, you can move on to like, why am I not feeling the best? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And then from there, the more you dig, the more you're able to figure out like what really is making you unhappy. Like on the surface, it may be like, oh, you know, this relationship, I'm so sad that it's over or like I'm not getting good grades or, you know, just like more surface things that all of us, you know, freak out about sometimes. But the further we, we dig, the more we'll realize like, oh, these, you know, surface issues are actually 
deeply rooted in something that's far more... Yeah, most things are rooted in something that's bigger than what we think. For sure. And in your journey, I mean, to where you are now, what is your current version going to tell your Rowena in high school version? What would you want to say? I would tell her to chill out. (laughs) (laughs) laugh a little more, smile a little more. Something else on top of that is to just do you, trust yourself, trust your gut, do things because you want to do it. Don't do things because your friends are doing it or because it could make you look cool or, you know, for any of those like validating yourself type reasons. Right. Because I really do feel like we, for the most part, have most of the answers to the questions that we have. And we, it takes a while for us to get there. And I think it took me and you a long time or like, you know, up until this Mm -hmm. point to really start grasping what that means. But I really do feel like, yes, you know, when we're young, it's easy to be so distracted and it's easy to want to please everyone. But at the end of the day, as long as we're happy with ourselves and the person that we currently are, I think that's more than enough. Yeah, for sure. I've been thinking about that too lately, like self-worth and not needing external validation. I think it's one thing to like logically understand like, oh, we don't need external validation, but it's another thing to like literally unpack and unravel yourself to let go of that. Because like being Asian American, we're raised with like, like we were taught to do good in school, go to a good college and impress our parents at least or our family or our peers. (laughs) And I... I know even now, like I still see the remnants of that, even though I, you know, each day is like, I'm still learning self-love and I'm still learning self-worth and still learning that I am enough and I don't need to prove myself to anyone. Do you feel like you still deal with that or what is your, I guess, where are you at with that? I think we're exactly at the same place. I saw your story, I think from last night or today about how, you know, I'm just going to focus 2019 on doing me and you do you too. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally posted that yesterday. Yeah. And I feel like anything with self-care, anything with self-worth, it's forever going to be an ongoing journey of like discovering yourself, rediscovering yourself and kind of recalibrating yourself because things change, life happens and we're human, so our emotions and our mm-hmm. mental state fluctuates. And I think it's perfectly normal. I think it also took me a long time to realize that it's okay to not be the same way all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So let's move on. I mean, I want to talk about your channel because it's you've grown a lot in the past two years or so. So what would you say came out of that? And I guess What tips do you have for people who are like looking at you? Because I have some questions of people wanting to ask you, how did you do it? I really do feel really lucky for me to be able to grow to this point within like two, three years. For me to Mm -hmm. do that, I think I just have to shout you out first. When I first started YouTube, I actually called you. Do you remember like I called you? Yeah, I was so nervous. I was like, "Uh, hi, questions. Do you have any tips? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I think it was... Having, you know, someone like you, having people like you already creating this type of content that's very different from what already existed in the social media digital space, that was very encouraging because it gave me Mm. hope, I guess, or like it gave me reassurance that this was something that people needed. And I think very similar to you, I just felt like I, you know, I love what was currently on YouTube already, but I felt like 
there could be more things that people talk about or like people can yeah. go a little deeper in general. Exactly. That's how I yeah. felt too yeah, when yeah, I started yeah. my channel. I was like, I love beauty, fashion and stuff, but like, why is no one talking about meaning or something like, you know, or the feelings. big questions of life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I know. And I, I really, when I started my channel, I felt so alone. I felt like, okay, I don't know if anyone cares about this type of content or whatever. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. But honestly, since the years that I've started it, so many more channels have been popping up in this topic. And I'm like, it is something the world needs. You know, I'm yeah. happy to see it. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think that's exactly how I felt when I started my channel too. It's like, I there were a lot of questions in my head. It's like, do people need this? Do people want this? Will people resonate with this? Or is mm -hmm. it just going to be, you know, am I just going to be splashing water in a corner and it's never really going to turn into a big wave? <laughs> and I yeah. feel like the fact that it did showed me and I think it's showing us that, you know, in our society at large that like, yeah, this is something that we all need. And the things that we talk about, I feel like are... They're not necessarily, I don't think they're taboo, but I just feel like there's still like some sort of hesitation or resistance for people to be like vulnerable and just be themselves and like accept yeah. themselves and like share it with the world. Yeah. The concept of self-love was not mainstream before, but like I'm so happy that those concepts are getting more and more popular. Because when I was in high school, I don't think I heard the word self-love. Like I don't no. even think I knew. <laughs> yeah, right? Is that crazy? No. Like now, like I want to teach all the kids self-love. Like you got to learn from when you're like a baby because it's yeah. so important. And it's, I, I just think it's wild that I didn't know about any of this until like college. And now it's like a trillion dollar industry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, the other question was, what is your advice for other younger aspiring YouTubers and creators out there who want to create a channel like yours? Have a solid why and a North Star for why you're creating content. I think that's very helpful mm -hmm. because the second thing I would say is you have to be very, very patient and very consistent with doing what you're doing. And a lot of times, like especially in the beginning, it might seem as if your channel isn't going anywhere and it might really not be going anywhere, but it's dedication yeah. and it's patience and trying many, many different things until it does work. So I think it's like a combination of all of those things and also mm -hmm. hard work. You have to work really hard. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Especially yeah. like, I think any YouTuber or creator relates to creating content when nobody's watching. Like you're like, it's not going yeah. anywhere. It's not growing. Yeah. And it could feel like that for like a year or more years. And it's just, that's just what you have to go through. It's kind of like a rite of passage. Exactly. I mean, what is your why for when you were really unmotivated or just felt like it wasn't moving forward? Like what made you keep going? So a lot of times I feel like a lot of things that I say, you probably relate. And a lot of things that you say, I relate to. Yeah. So a lot of times I feel like when yeah. I forget who I'm creating content for, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to write. I'm so inspired. Or it's like when I'm trying to impress someone, that's not me. Or like, I don't even know who I'm trying to impress, mm -hmm. but it's like, this needs to be perfect. But it's like, why does it need to be perfect? Mm -hmm. And it's in those moments where I, you know, sit down like, okay, Rowena, who are you writing this for? Like, who are you creating this content for? And I think one thing that always grounds me and centers me is like, okay, what would your younger self need to hear? And I think by having someone like very specific in mind, it helps you craft your content or like it helps you write your script so much easier because you're just speaking to one yeah. person versus like this imaginable, like 
abstract mass that you're yeah. like, it needs to be perfect. <laughs> for sure. Also, you think of your younger self and you create your content for that girl. Yeah, because I feel right? like when I was going through, I think high school is a little different because I was just, you know, messing around and drinking and partying a lot. I still did that in college, but mm-hmm. I think college was a little more focused. Like I was trying to find meaning, but I didn't know how or I didn't know where. And I think that loneliness and that I just kind of felt like an outcast because the things I wanted, I'm ugh, dude, USC, like business, you need yeah. to do this, you need to have oh, this job, sure. you need to work at the big four. Like all of that, I felt like I had to do this thing that everyone else was doing, but I realized like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And me not wanting to do that, I felt like an outcast because mm-hmm. it's like, how come I don't want what other people want? Exactly. And I, yeah. 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 And I think that like feeling left out, feeling alone, feeling crazy for wanting to dream big. One of many reasons why I started YouTube was to create content for her. Just mm-hmm. like people like her and I'm sure yeah. you know, everyone listening and all of your audience, all of my audience can relate to that. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I it's a part of me that I forgot and I, I totally relate to you like 100%. Right? And it's right? like, I, it's like yeah, yeah. I, during that time, everyone's like getting those big corporate jobs. And I was just like asking like, what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of getting an accounting job? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I did feel alone because like you feel so alone because you feel like you're the only one asking these like weird questions and everybody else yeah. is like on the like clear cut path, you know, they're getting like fat paychecks and they're getting signing Mm -hmm. bonuses. And yeah, absolutely. I also forgot about this until I just brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I'm not there anymore. (laughs) Same. Cause I mean, if we're being honest, I feel like most of our friends, not all, but most of them, they're probably not the happiest at their jobs. But oh, totally. Conversation for another yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Another day. Okay, so I also want to ask you about Beauty Within, which is the other beauty and wellness channel that mm-hmm. you're on. How did you get started with that? So this could be a very long story, but I'll keep it very short. I used to work at a media company and I just met all of the hosts, met all of the team members then. And when I started my own channel and I, like, I kind of knew what to do or like mm-hmm. best practices for YouTube, I felt like my channel growing isn't just for me to like relish in all the, you know, and the numbers and the success and the growth. It was also for me to give back. And I felt like Beauty Within was the perfect platform for me to do that with, especially with the mission that I think you would appreciate a lot is that mm-hmm. we want to really spread the message that beauty like true everlasting beauty starts from within and that, you know, within a very externally facing, like social media, everything is very externally facing, like what we're eating, what we're doing, the makeup on our face, the bags that we have. And I feel like that's important Mm -hmm. because we, you know, it's like, it's fun and we need that type of entertainment in our life. But we want to also tap into a more like, inner self-care inner work type content I guess to bridge that Mm -hmm. gap like it's still about beauty it's still about skincare and lifestyle but we wanted to bring it a little deeper to help people start asking themselves deeper questions Yeah, yeah for sure that makes sense. I mean, it ties so well with your channel too. Your channel is just like the deeper version because some people like they've never heard of these like topics and you kind of get them interested in like the surface level topics yeah. and then you bring them in yeah. a little more, yeah. right? Yeah. What does your time look like split between running two channels? Because doing one channel is a lot of 
work and on its own. So how do you balance that? I'm doing a pretty terrible job at that, but I'm managing. <laughs> I think uh-huh. last year was literally like 50-50 or like 60% spent on my channel, 40% spent on Beauty Within. And the beginning, mm-hmm. the start of this year, I was like, okay, try spending a little more time on Beauty Within because I really feel that there's a lot of potential for the channel to grow and for us to do you know, mm-hmm. all the things we want to do with the channel. Yeah. Now my schedule during the week, during working hours, I'm working on Beauty Within and after hours and on weekends, I'm working on my own channel. Oh, wow. And so yeah. with Beauty Within, it's you and what does the team look like? You know, what are you actually doing? I'm doing a little bit of everything. So I'm hosting. So you do do like the editing and the hosting and the planning and everything, right? Thankfully, not the editing. Okay, if okay. I have to edit, I think I'd actually pass yeah. out. Because <laughs> it's a lot of work. I'm just yeah. wondering, how do you, what do you do? How do you do it's it? It's so much work. Yeah, so I'm mostly on like the business side. Okay. The analytics, the content planning, the hosting and the scripting and the researching. Okay. And then we have a team of editors. Well, we have three editors. And then with your own channel, do you have anyone helping you or is it just you right now? I don't, but I should. Every day my mom calls me. She's like, Rowena, it's time to let go. You need help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, tell your mom I said hi, by the way. She's so sweet. (laughs) She loves you. After Hawaii, so uh, we went to Hawaii together. After we went there, my mom's like, I love Eileen so much. Invite her over for food anytime. (laughs) Oh my God. She's so cute. I would love to come over. (laughs) Today's sponsor is Native. I love clean and simple products, especially when it comes to what I put on my skin. Native creates cruelty-free and non-toxic deodorants, soaps, and body wash, but unlike other brands, they believe less is more. They use fewer ingredients and no aluminum, parabens, or talc, which may be linked to serious health concerns like breast cancer. Instead, Native's products are filled with familiar ingredients like coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. Everything is made in the U.S. and all ingredients are thoughtfully sourced from around the world. Their products come in a wide variety of scents like coconut and vanilla and eucalyptus and mint. I use the lavender and rose deodorant, of course. It's super light, but it lasts all day, and I love that sweet lavender scent. If you don't like scents or have sensitive skin, you can also try their unscented formula or baking soda-free formula. There's no risk with trying Native. They offer free shipping, returns, and exchanges within the U.S. And today, Native has a special offer for Lavender Lifestyle listeners. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code LAVENDARE at checkout. That's native deodorant, N-A-T-I-V-E deodorant.com and the code LAVENDARE to receive 20% off your first purchase of native products. I wanted to ask, how do you come up with ideas for your videos? Like, are you more of an inspirational type or do you really like research things? Because I mean, you said you do the analytical business stuff for Beauty Within. So it sounds like you're really good at the research part. So it's a little bit of both. I think I try to do as much digging as I can to see what's trending, what are some good keywords. And I think we both know it's like self-care, getting your life together, Mm -hmm. clean with me, like that kind of stuff does really well. And then going off of that, it's like I I try to not have an editorial calendar for my own channel just so I can keep things exciting and spontaneous. And I think it's worked for me Mm -hmm. so far. It probably won't be forever, but I think for now, it, I, it helps me be mm. excited about the things that I'm talking about because 
if I have a, I feel like if I have a dedicated calendar and I mark, you know, this day I'm going to talk about this thing. If I'm not feeling that topic that day, it's going to come off very uninspiring. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be like a good planner and plan yeah. out all these topics in advance. But like the day comes and I'm like, I don't feel like talking about this. Like it just doesn't, I'm not inspired. Yeah. And then like sometimes <laughs> I just don't plan a video, but I'm like, oh, I really want to talk about this topic. And I just yeah. make that video yeah. and it comes out really good because it's like in the moment. So it's a little hard to, I guess, be productive or balance yeah. that out sometimes. Yeah. But I think it's a combination, right? Because I feel like for the most part, we... Yeah. I saw your Trello board of like all the ideas. Like I, I'm the same. I have a list oh, of yeah. ideas always. And then I just usually shuffle through them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll like move the ones up that I feel strongly for. And then for the ones that I actually really care about, I'll go into and research and actually look into, you know, the different things that I can say or like research or books and things that I can reference. Mm-hmm. And then the day of shooting, I'll kind of go through and be like, okay, I really actually want to talk about this. So let's just start with this. Yeah. Totally. I'm similar. Now I want to ask, what is your definition of success? I know it's out of the blue, but this is what I've been thinking about lately. I think success is being able to go to sleep happy every day and very content Mm. with who you are as a person and what you did throughout that day. (laughs) It's what it means to me right now. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. Just going to bed like satisfied with your day. What is something that your audience does not know about you that we can like share in this podcast? (laughs) To be honest, I feel like my audience knows almost all the things about me. (laughs) I'm very, (laughs) I'm very open. Let me, you're an open book. I get nervous a lot. I still get very anxious, like I was before our our call. (laughs) Oh, what do you do about like anxiety when you have it? Do you have like something that you do that helps you? I think I'm much better at it now. Before, I had no idea what to do. But I think now it's just Mm -hmm. like breathing and then Mm -hmm. reminding myself of like everything will be okay because it usually will. And I guess like asking for help from like the mighty forces to be like, all right, Mm -hmm. I'm about to do this thing. I'm getting a little nervous. Why are you getting nervous? It's no big deal. And then it's, it's usually okay. We always like, you know, spice things up in our own heads when it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Like you'll always be okay in the end. Yeah. Cool. So now I'm going to move on to Facebook questions and we have quite a few. This person, their handle is ever changing spirit. She says, what do you do when you feel like you're slipping into old bad habits and thought patterns? I think it goes back to the first step as awareness, like knowing that you did slip back and then starting to slowly ask yourself when the time is right. And when you feel ready, what potentially triggered these thoughts and these habits or thought patterns and why is it coming back and I think with time the more you kind of go through this process the more you will realize okay these certain things make me react a certain way like talking about this looking at this thing or like thinking about this thing will lead me down a pretty dark path so what are ways that I can combat Mm, that totally Okay, so the next question is from Oksana. She asked, how do you stop identifying your worth with your productivity? Sometimes I find it very hard to acknowledge my worth when I'm feeling low and unproductive. I really love that question because I can relate to that. (laughs) Same, dude. I still struggle with it all the time. (laughs) Right. I was actually just thinking about that today. Yeah. Man, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like learning to be gentle with yourself and realizing that you are enough and you don't need to be productive. So, okay, this is something that I journaled a while ago. Mm -hmm. But when you think of like a brand new baby that's born, people are like, oh my God, like they love the baby automatically. (laughs) Why do they love the baby? Like the baby inherently is a life and a life inherently has value. It already has worth. Mm -hmm. Like the parents love the baby. The baby didn't do anything yet. It's like you're already worth something as a living being and that's enough. And I think we kind of forget that as we get older because we go through school and we're taught that like you have to finish your homework to be (laughs) smart and worthy. You have to get an A. (laughs) Exactly. And, And I think it's the system and just... I guess a lot of things in life ingrain this thought in us that we Mm -hmm. have to be productive, achieve, whatever. And that is how we measure our worth. But if you think about it, erase Mm -hmm. all of that, you're still breathing. And that's amazing already. Like, dude, you're alive and nobody, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Dude, this is so That's what I think about. (laughs) This is so beautiful, Eileen. (laughs) Thank you. But I do struggle with it too sometimes when I'm feeling unproductive, but... Anyway, it was funny. So I was reading through the questions that you sent previously. And then Mm -hmm. there's a finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is, and it's like fill in the blank. And I wrote being alive. So it's like exactly what you just said. (laughs) You spoiled it. I was going to ask you that later. (laughs) That was okay. (laughs) One more Facebook question. This one's from Alex. What are your best tips or tricks for perfectionist procrastination? Knowing that done is better than perfect. If Mm. I told this to my younger self, I think she would have slapped me. She's like, no, it needs to be perfect. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like getting to where I am now, realizing that, you know, like if you always wait for something to be perfect and then you ship it out and then you like, you know, think you're done, then you're actually stopping yourself and hindering yourself from doing so many more things. Mm -hmm. And I think this was something that took me so long to realize, but I think I'm much better at it now. For sure. I like, I love that line too. Done is better than perfect. I do want to ask one more Facebook question because I'm curious what you have to say. This one's from Sumaira. She asks, and I'm paraphrasing this because it was a long paragraph. How do you deal with your shortcomings and failures? And how do you get out of those bad days where you're feeling bad about yourself, but trying to get it together on the outside? Ooh, on those bad days, I will just not be bad, but like allow yourself to feel and try not to Mm. hold, like you don't always have Mm. to be put together. Yeah. And I think that's the, like the, I guess like the gap or the, how do you say, like the discrepancy between how you really feel versus how you're trying to portray yourself. I think the wider that Mm -hmm. gap is, the more unsettled and unhappy you are. So I think just like honoring mm-hmm. yourself, honoring your feelings, like allowing yourself to feel things, allowing yourself to be who you are. I think that's one yeah. of the most important things. And I think the first part of the question was like, how do you let go of, or like how do you overcome failures or like shortcomings? I think that goes back to forgiveness and acceptance mm-hmm. of yourself and who you are and knowing that we're all human and we make mistakes and that, you know, in the grand scheme of things is totally okay because you have the rest of your life to do better and to be better. Yeah. yeah. I love that answer so much. And it is true. Some people don't know how to allow themselves to feel their emotions. Yeah. They literally, they're taught to bottle yeah. it up or suppress it. But I think 
yeah, that discrepancy, like pretending like you're fine on the outside, mm-hmm. but being sad on the inside, that makes it even worse because yeah. you feel lonelier that way. If at all, like if you express your sadness or loneliness, like someone else can like share that space with you and you'll feel better about it. Yeah, It's all about being vulnerable, right? It really is. It really is. I feel like I spent most of my youth and like my early 20s hiding from my own feelings or like not allowing myself to feel. And I think one of the most important things I learned during this time was that if you block yourself off from being sad, and this is something I did when my brother first passed away, is that you're actually depriving yourself from every other feeling. So like, yeah, you're not Mm. sad, you don't feel negativity, but you're also not experiencing joy, experiencing happiness and all the positive stuff. Yeah, you're cutting off everything. Awesome. So now I'm going to move on to the rapid fire questions. And you're a good student because you studied the questions before this. (laughs) Okay. What does your dream life look like? So my dream life in college, like younger Rowena, was I just, I wanted to wake up every morning feeling excited about going to work. That's like Mm. very plain and simple. Having something fulfilling as a job having something like worth looking forward to and Mm. then I feel like now it kind of goes back to like what does success look like to me it's just if I can live every day the way that I should like versus the way that I want I will be really happy and what I mean by that it's like you know some days you should wake up earlier or actually most days you should wake up earlier but there will be days you know you want to sleep in and you need to sleep in so you will Mm -hmm. so it's like the should really depends on how like what stage you are in your life some days you should eat vegetables other days you should treat yourself to a burger or like ramen or like you know things that you that may not be healthy but that will make you so happy in that moment so it's really just like doing what I need what I need to do Mm -hmm. it and being present and conscious and aware enough to do those things for myself yeah I like that because it's flexible it's like it's more like (laughs) live in tune with myself so because what you want will change over time that is true like what I used to want and what I want now is is different so Mm -hmm. I like that one okay what is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody good to great as a book it's a really good business book but it's also a really good book to help you figure out like how can you go from being a good person to being Mm. a great person the book uses a lot of business analogies and there's a lot of case studies of actual businesses but I think it's very applicable to everyday life and I remember when I was reading this in college and I didn't Mm -hmm. have as like a robust of a vocabulary that I've developed kind of over the years but it was a very easy pleasant read Mm. cool good to great I think I read like the blinkest version of that book I didn't read the actual Mm -hmm. book but it is good it's worth reading the actual book okay okay (laughs) what is one habit that has changed your life I'll do one and a half okay (laughs) so meditation I think it's like I can go on and on about meditation but I feel like we already for the most part know like how beneficial it could be and I think Mm -hmm. on top of that it's like being able to sit in silence with yourself like listening to yourself listening to your thoughts and like observing your thoughts and Mm -hmm. I guess it's like three parts (laughs) it's like really learning how to look inward always like reflecting Mm -hmm. when something happens to you instead of I think it's human nature to want to blame things externally or be like it is their fault or this is why I'm not happy and it's usually us pointing outward but 
now when things happen yeah. to me, if it's regardless if it's a good thing or a bad thing, I always try to look inward and ask myself, okay, okay, why did this happen? This happened because I didn't do this, I did this, or like just being very reflective and mm-hmm. mindful of everything that I'm doing, not in a obsessive way, but in a like a yeah. healthy reflection way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love reflecting too, but what you said reminds yeah. me of something that I like. It's like basically taking responsibility for your life. Like not blaming yeah. others, but like really giving the power back to yourself. Yes. And the next one is what is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten? Okay, so this is when I was in college. I just graduated from college. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life because I took about six months off to figure out what I wanted to do, which is very rare, I think, coming out of USC mm-hmm. and coming out of business school. So yeah. during this time, I was yeah. you know, trying to figure out... I was juggling between a lot of things. I had so many different ideas. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was talking to my mom one day. And after I gave her like a total mind dumped on her, she's like, Rowena, what does your heart tell you? (laughs) Listen to your heart. And when she said that, I was like, oh my God, I kept trying to like think through everything. I didn't even ask myself what I really wanted. And I think this goes back to a lot of what we talked Mm -hmm. about earlier of how for the most part, I really do believe we have most of the answers that we usually seek external validation to like get answers for yeah like you your intuition is so wise you have no idea like any I guess thing that you're going through in life like you know what you should do deep down you just have to get quiet enough and be open enough to like listen and really feel it yeah because our head sometimes can be a little too loud and you can be a little too like practical sometimes trying to think through everything but it's there. Everyone has intuition. Dude, our minds can be so loud sometimes and we don't even oh, for sure. control it. <laughs> we just let it run, run <laughs> wild. <laughs> I mean, that's why meditation is huge and it's important. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you this last question, even though you already answered it, but finish the sentence. I have another answer for the question. Okay, okay, great. <laughs> the most amazing part about life is having the chance to start anew every single day. all right thank you so much where can our listeners find you online you can find me at rowena tai on all the social platforms awesome and usually i end it here but i want to ask you is there anything that you want to ask me because i feel like we have so much to talk about (laughs) what does it mean for you to live a meaningful and fulfilling life for me it means like you said, following my heart. And like for me, my ideal Mm. life is a life of freedom where I can sleep, wake up whenever I want, travel wherever I want, Mm. have that abundance and be creatively fulfilled, but also feel like I'm doing something meaningful in the world. And for the most part, I do feel like I'm living that right now. And you you definitely are. (laughs) Right. I... And I think I'm at a place in my life where I'm very grateful and I'm, I'm kind of amazed at where I am and how I have everything that I wanted back then when I yeah. was like in USC and lost. And then I think at where I am now is everything else is just like tweaking it to make it better. And it's like, you know, it's like small micro improvements. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm not, sh- I know life is still like, I'll, I'll have more life to live ahead of me. But right <laughs> now I feel like the big struggle, like the mountain of like getting out of that dark place has mm-hmm. passed. And I'm, yeah, 
it's it's more like I'm wondering like, oh my God, is there going to be like a crazy like challenge in the yeah. future? Like, is everything going to fall apart? Like it's, it's kind of like where things are good and you're a little afraid of like, yeah. okay, is what's going to happen next? Like, is this a joke? <laughs> you know? Do you see a next mountain? I don't see a next major mountain. Well, I'll tell you like, so the things I have goals, I do want to write a book. I do want to come out with more products for my shop, but those to me are little mountains. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I I mean, personally, in my personal life, you've met Wilson. Wilson has like health issues. So we have like our own mountain of like relationship, like figuring out getting him healthy. Like that, that's like another personal mm-hmm. mountain. But I'm not, it's not getting yeah. me down the way that my life struggle mountain was back then. I think it was also my mindset back then where mm-hmm. I was negative. And you know, when you're in a chronic downward spiral and you just nothing want to be in down. Like, <laughs> exactly. So I think yeah. it was a big struggle getting out of that, just changing the mindset completely. But now that I think I have a more positive mindset, like no matter what negative things happen to me in life, I can handle it. Like I, I have the confidence to like go through anything that happens, no matter how bad it is. But at the same time, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I hope Wilson's doing all right. Yeah. I'll tell him you said hi. <laughs> yeah. I say hello and sending a lot of love. Thank you. This is like, I asked you this when we're on the, when we're on the phone two, three years ago, when I first started my channel, how do you make time to do everything that you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, okay, it's back then. It was me when it was me doing everything. I was like spending, I would spend, you know, all day, literally like 15, 16 hours working on my YouTube channel. Now mm-hmm. I have like a small team that helps me. And thank God I don't work that mm-hmm. much anymore. Like I work a lot mm-hmm. less hours now because I have an assistant video editor that edits like half of my videos. I have a podcast editor. And then mm-hmm. I don't think I'm doing that much. You know, as a creator, you always feel like you could be doing more. I could be doing an Instagram video series or like, I don't yeah. know. There's there's always yeah. more. But I think I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, I just want to be chill in terms of my workflow. And I actually don't hustle that hard anymore. I'm kind yeah. of lazy if you look at my life. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like outside looking in, I'm just like, how do you have a podcast and a Facebook group and you're making products and you're making content and you're doing all these things? Like, it's so amazing. <laughs> I guess, well, it is like one step at a time. Yeah. I didn't start everything at once. You do the YouTube channel, then you're like, okay, I got this. Let me start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I got this. And then you create something. And then a lot of it is like batching because, for it example, is. with the podcast yeah. interviews, I record a bunch in like a few days and then I don't have to record podcasts for like three months. And yeah, same thing with the products. Like when I have to finish the designs, Mm -hmm. I just like work all out with the design. Mm -hmm. And then once it's done, like I can chill. Like right now I'm just like letting the shop run itself. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, you know what I mean? So it is possible. It's definitely possible. Being so much inspiration for me. I think my mom is right. I need to start letting go. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely should. It's such a life changer. And I mean, you'll just be happier. Okay, so how did you, in the beginning phases, how did you learn to let go of your baby that you've grown yourself through your blood, sweat, and tears? (laughs) I think the motivation for that was I did not want to pull all-nighters anymore. I did not want to live Mm. this way where I'm the one doing everything. I know in order to like scale a business, like you got to like just offload certain parts of the creative process and you're going to have to sacrifice some of the creative 
control. And Mm -hmm. even now, like I've had a video editor for maybe almost a year. In the beginning, the edits were like, oh my God, terrible. I would like, I would like pull my hair out because I'm like, oh my God, like this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And eventually like you just have to like keep trusting them and keep like tweaking, working together to make it better. And even now it's not like exactly where I like it to be, but it it saves me so much time that it's worth it. But that's why I still edit some of my more personal videos because I feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes as an editor, like you're the one creating the story and no one else can tell your story for you. So there are certain like videos where it's just better if I do it. But Mm -hmm. once I, when I'm editing, I'm like, oh, this is taking up so much time. (laughs) So it's a trade off. Something else or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it's a trade off and you're going to have to just, accept it and also you have to realize that people on the outside probably won't notice because only you know whether it's you or not you but other people will still (laughs) enjoy it you know yeah that's true that's you're the hardest on yourself yeah dude our expectations man okay how do you manage your own expectations for yourself I feel like this is turning into a Rowena interviewing (laughs) Eileen (laughs) I know this is the first time that I've decided to like turn it the other way because I Uh just wanted to see where I would go and you're like the perfect person to do this but what was it how do I manage expectations like personal expectations kind of like yeah how do you manage your expectations for yourself because I feel like we can all be very hard on ourselves Mm. I don't feel like I put that much high expectation on myself anymore. I feel like I'm pretty chill and gentle with myself Mm. now. Mm -hmm. I think I, like I used to set a bunch of goals and then when I didn't meet those goals, I would feel bad about myself to the point where like now if I don't meet those goals, I'm like, okay, whatever. (laughs) And I, I, it's, I don't know. I think it's just like becoming more lighthearted in life and like prioritizing, like, does that really matter? Like, why am I holding myself to that high of a standard when like, who am I trying to impress? You know, Mm. who am I doing this for? And if you're just doing, if you say you're doing it for yourself, like you should feel enough already. And I think it goes back to like self-worth and feeling enough, whether or not you're you know, producing at 100%. Sometimes even now I still get down when I'm like, oh, I haven't posted on Instagram in a while. (laughs) I feel like I'm not consistent and, you know. Can relate. (laughs) Yeah. I, and if you really like zoom out and look at it from a big picture, like it's kind of a dumb question. It's a dumb worry. And as long as you're happy with the life that you're living every day, just be gentle with yourself and do the very best that you can just do the best that you can and nothing more. Like, that's it. Being gentle with yourself. I really love that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And just know that your best will be different at different times. Sometimes you're like mm-hmm. really like on your A game and you can create a lot, but sometimes you're just not there and be okay with that. Mm. This is like our videos, but in podcast <laughs> form. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, one more yeah. question. What inspired you to make that Instagram story where like, you know, 2019, I'm just going to do me. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if you saw the story before that. It was like a funny meme of like Sadhguru, this Indian Mm -hmm. guru man who it was like, I think the, someone's asked, okay, what's your secret to eternal happiness? And then he answered, Mm -hmm. not, not arguing with fools. And then he, uh, the other person said, oh, I disagree. And then the guru was like, yes, you are right. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it comes from, I get a lot of criticism in my comments and I get a lot of like, 
you know, people always have something to say and they don't really know who you are. They don't know the mm-hmm. full story. For mm-hmm. example, with minimalism, like I went through the KonMari process years ago and I still declutter, but yet I have a lot of things. I mean, as an influencer, you get sent a lot of like beauty, yeah. skincare products. Yeah. And literally people don't realize I have to declutter and filter through things every week. And I, mm-hmm. you still end up with a lot of stuff. And like when I share videos on my, just my tour and my decluttering, I always get comments like, oh, mm-hmm. you're not a minimalist. How can you make videos on like reducing waste when you're using so much plastic? Aww. And there's a lot of criticism. And I, I used to like have the desire to like explain or defend myself to each comment. But like, that's just <laughs> a waste of time in the end. Yeah. And I more and more I'm learning to just like not care what people think of me. People can have a wrong perception mm-hmm. or judgment of me if they want. Like I know myself. So if they say like, Eileen, you you suck, you're not a minimalist, you're you're not I don't know, just all these bad things. I'm like, yes, you're right. Whatever you think, you are right. And I'm gonna live my life. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that. you say, I am that. Okay, bye. <laughs> so you know, Dude, do you deal yeah. with that too? Yeah. I actually don't as much because I feel like I saw that happening to you and with Sarah, Sarah mm-hmm. Norse. Oh yeah. And I mean, she made a video about like why I'm not a minimalist anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had to like, like undeclare that. I had to yeah. declare like, okay, I'm not calling myself yeah. a minimalist anymore. I, I just, think it's crazy. Yeah. Like how people can react so negatively to something that's like so positive of like, you know, like people create definitions for these terms and like they're so like die hard about it like you need to live this certain life to mm-hmm. be this person I'm just like come on it's okay just yeah. be simple purpose everyone's on a spectrum it's, as long as you're just on a journey to bettering yourself that's all yeah. that matters to me but so. I did I did get one comment and I, I want to share it with you it was I was okay. drinking coconut water with an acrylic straw and in the mm-hmm. comment section someone wrote Rowena I love you but you're using a plastic straw really <laughs> you can do so much better I'm like yeah what? <laughs> Think of getting that comment times like a hundred because uh, my re- I made one video on like a beginner's guide to reducing waste, but that mm-hmm. got like two million something views, yeah. and so people people think that because maybe it's that's their first video they yeah. saw of me, they think yeah. that I'm the zero waste person just from watching that one video, yeah. and like that's not who I am. That I just I was testing it out for one video, like a ten minute video. You didn't you didn't assume and that I, video would go viral, right? No, I did not. <laughs> and also, it's it's more like I do care about the environment and I care about reducing waste, but mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. You know, I yeah. still drink boba. <laughs> that comes in a plastic straw. I can't help and it. I love boba. I can't, I'm not giving that up. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, it's just like a weird... It's just weird. I've, I've learned on YouTube, as sad as it is, you can't... It's bad to like declare something. Like if you declare like I'm using cruelty-free products and if you accidentally don't people are gonna like harp on you for that so anyway that's me versus the internet I've had to learn to be stronger (laughs) and be like yes whatever you say you are right okay I'm gonna ignore that and live my life how I want to live it I think that's like the recipe to how to live a calm and peaceful way (laughs) to be forever gentle with yourself (laughs) I know like you just have to learn to not care to like a high degree (sighs) I know I'm still learning yeah as you can see and i think there'll be more because that's that's the product or that's what we get for putting our lives out there for sure it's just part of it okay awesome it was so much fun talking thank you so much rowena thank you again for having me okay bye bye
All right, I hope you like that conversation with Rowena Tai. Make sure you check her out on YouTube, Instagram, all the social media. And it was just so much fun to connect and realize that we are so similar. We have similar backgrounds. We have similar beliefs. We're on the same wavelength, basically. So I'm just grateful to not feel so alone because I think back at when I started my channel or even before I started my channel, when I was like lost out of college, I thought I was the only one going through these things. And now connecting with Rowena, knowing that she was going through the similar feelings as I was around the same time is just pretty cool just to know that I'm not alone. There are more people out there who care about living a meaningful life. And thankfully now, fast forward a few years, I found all of you guys. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. This interview was pretty long, so I'm gonna just not do the takeaways. I'm just gonna send you some love. If you wanna remember what we talked about, go ahead and listen to the episode again. (laughs) Love you so much. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Next, make sure you check out the 2019 Artist of Life workbook and the Daily Planner by Lavender on my website, lavender.com/shop. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender where I have even more content for the Artist of Life. Sending you so much love. Bye.